joining me here on another episode here of About Faith. As you can see, we are in a new studio. Maybe you're listening online, so you may want to jump over to YouTube if you want to see uh, the studio. But uh, we are in a new studio, and just glad to be here. Um, I do want to thank everybody again that continues to support me and this podcast. Uh, if you want to watch, no matter whether you're watching or listening, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, but remember you can always listen on Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, all three of those, as well as Podbean. Um, wherever you're listening from or watching from, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Also, too, if you could, just go ahead and share the podcast as well um, on whatever social media platform you're on. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook as well. So, again, I do want to thank you all for stopping by and joining me on this podcast. Um, today, I wanted to, I guess it started off as kind of like a rant. You may have heard me um, talk about it a little bit um, over the past, mm, I don't know how many podcasts, but um, I continue to talk about it. I've talked about it on social media. I've talked about it on um, various podcasts. So, how it's frustrating, frustrating, like very frustrating. When you look at the gospel singers we have today, those that are seemingly put out in the forefront, and they're put out, and we see them live their lives, but their lives more and more don't resemble what Christ has called us to be. Um, what we see in a lot of the gospel artists' lives is... Um, a life that wants to resemble that of the world. Um, just the other day, um, I was on social media and Kirk Franklin was sharing some post uh, uh, about how, I think he was quoting Kendrick Lamar talking about how he was a sinner and that's why he sins and he's going to continue to sin. And uh, Kirk himself then tried to uh, use a scripture uh, to to justify sinning and how, you know, I'm just a sinner, and he that says he doesn't have sin, it, it, he he lies. But he forgot to quote the whole thing and didn't quote the whole scripture in context. And you can never try to use scripture to justify your sins. God never gave us a pass to stay in sin or to stay in uh, um, a life a, a life like that. We we. He called us to be separated from sin. That's why I commented on that post, the whole scripture in context, because so many people try to take one portion of scripture to, to twist it how they want it to be used, but they don't necessarily want to uh, uh, live according to the word of God and how God wants us to live and how God sees us, but they want to live according to themselves. But we are required to live a life that is separate from the world, if you, what is it? It says that everyone that names the name of Christ, let him depart from iniquity. Let him depart from sin. Let him depart from those things. In other words, you do it. You have to leave it alone. But so many people in this day and time, they've been uh, manipulated and and, and 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 talked to by these false teachers, and now they are living a a a life that is the same as the church in Corinth. Uh, in Corinth you had people that had divided hearts and the false teachers had stolen their heart and now what you saw is people that may have been on fire for God 
uh, now they had started to uh, cool down towards God and the true teachings of the word of God. And many of them, they started to compromise with the world. Paul then starts to uh, uh, appeal to the church, appeal to the church of Corinth to separate themselves from the way from the world in the same way that a wife separates herself for a husband. I know that's taboo now because people want to be married, but they also want to still be single. And, and, and that's, that, man, that may be a good analogy for what we see now. You have people that want to be on the Lord's side, but they still want to be a part of the world. But that's not the way it should be. If you're going to be on the Lord's side, you should be on the Lord's side. If you're going to serve God, you have to serve God just the same way somebody that wants to be married. They're going to have to be committed in marriage and separated. Let's, let's, let's read that scripture uh, uh, for a second where, where I'm talking about. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 6 and 14, he says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? And what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will bear their and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And then he says, and then I or and I will receive you. He lists all these things in contrast to each other. He says, starts off, he says, be ye not unequally yoked with unbelievers. He, 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 he gives all these things. Uh, to to contrast and then he says come out from among you and be ye separate then he says you have to be separate and then I'll receive you and I, I, I was looking at this and what he's saying and he said it is nature that determines our association because everything that is like minded or, or, or the same kind it associates itself with each other we look at a pig. Uh, a, a pig has a pig nature, so what it does it it associated it associates itself with other pigs, and it's found in the in the in the in the in the swamp. I mean, in the slump, and you found them in packs because it's finding itself with like-kinded things. When you watch the Nature Channel, you see lions with lions. When you you see hyenas running in packs and wolves running in packs, you see the birds of the same kind flying together you see uh, 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 all of uh, of creation that 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 has the same nature and of the same kind they are with each other you don't see a fish running with a lion no no it doesn't work like that you don't see uh, uh, the birds rolling with the with the hyenas that it doesn't it doesn't work like that the the, the things that have the same nature and of the same kind, they run together. They are are, are, are are moving together because they have the same nature. And likewise, the Christian possesses a divine nature. And, and, and he should only want to associate himself with that, uh, uh, with that and who that, whose aim is to please the Lord. He should only want to associate 
himself with those things that please the Lord and those people whose aim is to please the Lord. You shouldn't see someone who has a divine nature or a spiritual, a godly nature wanting to associate himself with the unclean things. So when he talks about it here, he says the when we look at this, this concept of being unequally yoked, it's not the first time we hear this. We actually looked at it. If you go back to Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 22 and 10, he says, you shall not plow with an ox and a donkey together. The reason why is because the ox was a clean animal and then to the Jews, but the donkey wasn't considered a clean animal to the Jews. They also had two opposite natures when you look at the ox and the donkey. So if you try to put them together, they really, they wouldn't work well together at all. And it would be cruel. It would actually be cruel to try to bind these two animals together to force them to work together. In the same way, it's wrong for the unbeliever to try to bind himself with the believer. You have the believers trying to uh, bind themselves to the unbeliever, and we can't be unequally yoked just in the same way God told them not to bind together a, a, a donkey and an ox. Let's look at some of the pronouns Paul used in the scripture. I mean, or the nouns, excuse me, that Paul used in the scripture. He says, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness. Then he comes back, he says, what communion hath light with darkness? He also says, what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? Fellowship, communion, concord, part, and agreement. Each of these words uh, uh, have something in common with that to which it is being contrasted. That's what he's trying to say. Like, uh, 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 is it what 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 do these things have in common? What 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 does righteousness and unrighteousness have in common? What does what 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 does Christ and Belial have in common? What does uh, the temple of God have in common? with idols let's look at that word concord for a second the word concord is how we get our english word symphony and so when you go to a symphony the music is so beautiful because they are reading the same score and not only are they reading the same score but they're actually following the same leader and that's how god wants us to be god desires for us to walk uh, 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 in harmony and be in harmony uh, uh, and share with each other and talk the same and walk the same, it would be chaos as you see today. If we all read our own thing or did our own thing, if you looked at a symphony and there was 10 leaders, 10 conductors, everybody had a different score, it would sound like a mess because they're not on one accord. And the Bible even touched he said, let this mind be in you, the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. But now people don't have the mind of Jesus. They have the mind of themselves and they're doing their own thing. And that's why Christianity looks like chaos. We can't serve God and try to walk with the world at the same time. What we do when we do that is we actually break the spiritual fellowship that we have with him 
and we are the ones that are creating discord and division. See, so many times these people, what they try to do is they try to say, don't judge me. They try to look at the ones that want to live like Christ. They try to look at the ones that want to live like God, and they try to say that we're the ones that's, caught, that's creating division. We're the ones that are not trying to get along, but they don't realize it's you who are creating the division, and you're the creating the, key, the chaos among Christianity. James 4 and 4. James 4 and 4 teaches us that if you want to be friends with the world, it's because you have hatred for God. I have a friend that likes to say that's facts. That's the fact. That's a fact of the word of God. I didn't make that up. It's, you can go read it for yourself. He says he that is friends with the world has enmity with God. That, that, that's hatred, animosity towards God. You don't like God if you want to be friends with the world. No no more so than someone who is married but they're tipping out and then they try to come home to their wife. They don't they don't love their wife. They don't love her because they're tipping out, they're doing everything else. And that's the same way you are. You're you're tipping out and then trying to come home and lay in bed with God. God says you don't love me. He said as a matter of fact you hate me if you're living your life like this and Paul what he's saying is he sees believers and unbelievers he said they are in stark contrast to each other they are polar opposites and there is no way you can bring these two together because they are polar opposites and when you say that you are a child of God if you say that you are a Christian by your very nature now. Your very nature now. It demands that you be separate from that which is unholy. And when we get down to verse 17. He then tells us. He makes a command for every believer to come from among them. And be separate. Come from among them. And be separate. Who is them? The unbelievers, the world, anybody that does not like God. He said you have to come out from that, the unholy, and be separate. When you look at this scripture, it's mainly being quoted uh, or, or taking quotation from Isaiah 52 and 11 with some of it echoing Ezekiel 20, 34, and 41. As they returning from Babylon, it was being stated to get away from the unclean thing. And when you look at that, that has spiritual application for us today. God is still telling the people of God to get away from the unclean thing. He says, don't touch it. Don't handle it. Get away from it. Those that carry the vessels of God, those that are, are, are carrying what the Lord did. And that's what these gospel singers are. They're, the, they're, they're saying that they carry the, the vessel of God. They're saying that they're the anointed of God. But look at them mingling and mixing with the unclean thing. And don't act like you don't know what's unclean, right? If you went over somebody's house and you saw them take a, 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 a napkin out the trash can and they put your food on it, you will say, I'm never eating here again. But look at you mingling with the filth of the world and then trying to come in and be a vessel for the Lord. He says you can't do it. He says you have to be separated. Come out from among them and be separate. 
said, God, you have to do something on your end. See, so many people feel like it's all up to God. Once God saves me, I don't have to do anything else. He knows. He understands. And he does understand. He understands that he's cleansed you up. And in order for you to stay clean, you have to come out and not be like the rest of the world. He tells us that we must then put a difference between clean and unclean. You know how you can tell a person that's not on the Lord's side? I thought about this. Because they're not willing to put a difference between clean and unclean. Somebody that's not on the Lord's side, they, they're not trying to separate. They're not trying to have a standard. They're not uh, living in, in, in the character in which God has called us to live. So you can tell somebody that's not on the Lord's side because they're not willing to put a difference between the clean and the unclean. He says to abhor that which is evil and to cleave to that which is good. But you see people, they are reversing that almost. They're cleaving to that which they think is okay. Things that are evil, people that are evil, people that don't, 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 don't hold the name of the Lord in, in respect or regard. That's what they're cleaving to. But we have to live a life that is separated from sin and the world. Separation is not just a, a, a negative act. Yes, yes, I'm separating from the world. And that may include some loved ones that I have to separate from. That may include some things that I was really attached to that I have to separate from. But. It's not a negative act. See, people only look at that side of it, but it is for dedication to God. And anything that wants me, that, that, that is pulling at me for me to get closer to God, and anything that I'm willing to give up to get closer to God, to get more of God, to know more of God, can never be looked at as a negative act. It's all positive. I'm separating because I'm devoting my life to God. Because I want to be used by God. I want people to see, and I want people to envy. I know we we look at that word, and we, we said, but I want people to be envious of my life with Christ till, till, till they come saying, I want what he has. Look at the joy he has. Look at the peace he has. I'm envious of that. that. How, how, how does he have that? How, how, how does he have a life like this? It's because I'm living for Christ. I, and, and I want them to be envious of this relationship and want the same thing that I have. I want them to know that they can share it. They can have it. All they have to do is come to Christ. It's wrong for believers to join with the wicked and profane. It's wrong. The Bible commands us to come out from among them and be separate. And once we enter, and we enter into a separated life, when we enter into a relationship with Christ, a separated life must assert itself in habitual avoidance of prohibited things. God has laid it out 
in scripture things that we must avoid. You don't have to guess about it. He's laid it out in scripture. Things we must avoid if you expect to be in relationship with Christ. Means we can't look at things uh, 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 based on popularity, their advantages, their attractions, or, or, or moral quality or tendency. We literally have to look at things as, will this defile me? Is it clean or unclean? That's how we have to look at things. Will this make me unclean? Will this defile me? Because he tells us to not handle the unclean things, to avoid the unclean things, to be separate, said God. He says that once you are separate, he says, then I will receive you. That's why it frustrates me. Because the people that are put out there, the people that are, 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 are naming the name of Christ, that has the millions of views and the millions of records. So the people that we see on social media, they are mixing and mingling the unclean and still trying to claim that they are clean. How many of you would let your kid go outside, roll around in mud, jump in a garbage can, and come and sit back on your good couch? You say, no, you can't do that because you're not clean. How many of you would take a dirty dish? You can see stuck on food on it. You can see old remnants of food that got mold on it. Take that dirty dish, put some food you just made on that dish, you'll say, no, I can't eat off that because it's not clean. How can you expect to be used of God after you've been mingling with the world, doing everything the world does, and expect God to use you? He's not using you. And you want to know why? Because you're not clean. He's saying you have to be separate that's the word of God. You have to come out from among them. You have to do something and be separate, said God. I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of About Faith. Again, no matter where you're listening from, whether it's YouTube, you know, Instagram, Facebook, um, go on there. Like, share, subscribe to this podcast. I want to thank you again for supporting me. And until next time, be blessed. We're going to go ahead and roll the outro.